and welcome back to season three of the podcast. We are so excited to be back with another season. We've launched Sundays in person. Uh, so if you want to grab a ticket, then we'll leave the link for that in the description. Uh, but I hope you enjoy the podcast. <laughs> Hello Bree, welcome. How are you? I'm good, how are you? <laughs> welcome, yeah. Welcome, welcome you time. to me, to your podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> not my podcast. I don't know, whose is, who's is it anymore? You stole my job. Citizens so. Podcast. The Citizens Podcast. Oh, having said that though, I wonder if we need to like, I'm, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I notice that people end up naming their tribe. So like Chad Veach, the leadership <laughs> leaning, they've got the leaners. And so we're like the citizen sit down. So I wonder if we need like the sitters. <laughs> Sounds like... A babysitter, sitters. Yeah, I know, but we, 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 we look after you, what? Get it? We look after you, the sitters. We look oh, after ba- you. Oh, got you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got you. As in, we got you. Why aren't we just the citizens, though? Yeah, sitters. <laughs> you need to react better to me saying the sitters. <laughs> Not, <laughs> oh, when I said, oh, when I said, you know, we look after you, you just looked at me like... I was, I didn't understand what you meant. Maybe we're the sitters. <laughs> the sitters. What do you think, people? The sitters. We are the sitters. <laughs> Welcome to the citizen sit down, and we are the sitters. Hello, <laughs> sitters. Yeah, because we we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna sit and we're gonna take this in. Yeah, the sounds sitters. great. Yeah, watch this space. Absolutely. So welcome, sitters, to the citizen <laughs> sit down. It's happening. Come on. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, <laughs> season three. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, we're going to dive a bit deeper into the last couple of talks yes. um, from Sundays. We've officially gone live on Sundays, oh, which is you. So, so much has happened since last season. I know, so much. Oh my gosh, what happens over a March? Was it March? April? April? April break? Easter break? I can't even remember. Look what happens over Easter break. You come out, you've got Sundays, yeah, you've got Sundays multiple live. services. We've if you want to join us, book a ticket, because we're live on Sundays but We're now. actually sold out this Sunday. Oh, we're sold out. Well, we'll no. book the following week. Yeah, but just Join get the waiting on it. list. Join the waiting list. Do whatever list. you have to do. DM Brie on Instagram <laughs> yeah. and uh, get yourself a ticket. Sitters, sitters, make sure you're there. Come on. <laughs> well, you launched, we've started this series looking at the life of David, um, mm. Lessons from a Life in the Mud. And you spoke to us a couple of weeks ago about our vision mm. uh, as a church. And I just wanted to start basically by asking, why do you think it's so important to have a vision as a church? And does that mean that we're not going to be relying on God for direction as we go forward? Mm, that's a good question. Well, I, I like to hope our vision comes from God. <laughs> to be <laughs> definitely not something I've jumped up. I think if it was, it wouldn't be as audacious. Um, and, you know, I, th- I think I feel like God, you know, I hope God speaks to us in different seasons for different things. I think we kind of have a vision of where we want to be in 10 years time. Mm-hmm. That's like the kind of long-term vision, but the kind yeah. of vision we spoke about the other day is much more of our short-term plan, like for this season, like the kind of things, you know, we've got so much happening. And I think, you know, we're trying our best to, I feel like it's my job actually quite a lot of the time to try and best work out how we can allocate our resources. As, like, And especially in terms of like people and, you know, not just financially, but mm. and so I think working out how we can best allocate our resources in terms of how we can serve our city. You know, there's so many opportunities coming out. And I think when you're a new church plant, there's so many things we can do. And we can, you know, obviously 
there's so many like homelessness you walk through the city center homelessness is so evident and mm. like that there's so many issues that you see but um it's quite hard to try and work out what what we should do in that like we could do everything and we could feel like okay let's do absolutely everything and i think when yeah. we first moved here even we were like yeah let's do everything but a few th specific things have really they feel like they're really taking off feels like the doors have really opened and mm. so i feel like sometimes and this isn't all the time but sometimes when you're trying to follow what god's doing it feels more like you're you're chasing a, a ball down a hill like mm. like you're trying to keep up you're trying to catch it whereas sometimes if you're and this is like i said not all the time but sometimes when god isn't in something it feels more like you're pushing a rock up a hill and so you're just yeah. like uh, and like it's not opening it's not going it's not flowing and so i think we're trying our best to kind of work out what that looks like mm. um and so the vision that we spoke about is much more for this season some of the opportunities that have come up some of the things we're doing you know we're yeah. planting a church this season now mm. you know if we talk about 10 years time i'm thinking more like 10 churches 15 churches <laughs> um well yeah i mean i believe yeah. in acceleration so you know if we're doing one now you know we should be doing multiple um a year few churches a year you know that's that's more like in in 10 years time you know they say there's that saying, isn't there? Um, we underestimate, no, we overestimate what we can do in a year, but underestimate what we can do in five. Mm. And so I have no idea what we're gonna look like in five years. Have some dreams, have some visions, but I mean, I had no idea that we, we would look like this now. Like this yeah. is insane what's been happening. Um, and so I think, yeah, we're just trying to, trying to keep up with what we think God is doing. Um, and I think some of these things that we spoke about were just, you know doors that have been flung open and we've just we're just trying to run through them and you know we're just trying to pour oil on fires that have already started so um yeah i hope god's in it i think he's in it mm. um it seems like he's in it it's growing it's it's thriving it's healthy healthy things grow and so um yeah but it's definitely for the season you know in in october it's gonna be vision sunday again mm. and um I mean, I don't even know what we're going to talk about then, <laughs> but it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be good. It's going to yeah. be big. It's going to be even bigger and better than this one. So, so yeah. Great. Yeah. And something I love that we do as a church is um, we have visions like for everything, I guess. Mm. Zach and I have definitely created a vision for like the creative department. And I think, yeah, something I would love to just talk into quickly is um, how if I'm, whether it be like a hangout or a team or, um, an alpha group like how do I create a vision for that like mm. how what does that actually look like to think through what we want to come of it yeah well I think you know we have a, a macro vision which is quite general which is to play our part in the re-evangelization of the nation mm -hmm. the revitalization of the church and the transformation of society um, and so it's quite broad um, and so then when you bring that down I think that looks like as a church and you know and our mission statements help helps with that you know we want to break the stereotypes of church we want to breach loneliness we want to bring people home and we want to build god's kingdom mm. and i think with that you know bearing those things in mind when you're thinking about something like a hangout it's like okay well you know if if we want to do these things then we want our hangout to be something that welcomes people that have never been to church before because you know the re-evangelization of the nation you know, we, we want to meet people yeah. that wouldn't go to church mm. And so it, I think much more of it is 
is the lens that we see things through. So it's like, okay, trying to understand, okay, if I've just come to church for the first time, or if I'm just coming to my a hangout for the first time, or Alpha for the first time, or if I'm coming to this team night for the first time, if I've never been part of a church before and I'm walking in to join the justice team, mm. you know, what what what's it gonna feel like? And so it's trying to put ourselves in other people's shoes. Um, and I think, you know, we're trying to meet the needs that we see. So talking about hangouts, like you said, I think it's all about breaching loneliness. And oh my gosh, we've spoken about it so many times, but lo- like loneliness was already at an all time high, let alone before COVID. And so yeah. that is one of the things we're trying to tackle for our teams, through hangouts, for our church. That's, that's what we're all about. And so I think we all can do that. And so I think all of our vision is trying to build community and mm. how can we best do it? And, it, and for different people, it will look like different things. But we are basically, however we word it, we are all doing the same thing. We're trying mm. to enable people to belong. Um, belong before you believe is something we say a lot because I think that like, I can't make anyone a Christian, but the Holy Spirit can. And I mean, only only God can make someone a Christian. And so it's when God enters into your life, when the Holy Spirit moves in your life, that is that is what we are longing for. And so, but what we can do is provide the warmest welcome, is provide and enable someone to belong, a, pl- a place for people to belong, provide a place yeah. that feels like home. And so that's what we're all trying to do. That's that's why I really care about vibes. That's why you'll find me running around mm-hmm. at all of our events, like, oh, what are the light bulbs saying? What are these? Because because I just think it matters so much. It's why I care so much about the comms and care about all because because it's showing people, it's giving people a little picture into who we are, a little picture into what they could come to. <coughs> yeah. And for anyone who's a bit like, oh, I'm not sure if I'll go to it, we want to show them what they're missing out on. That actually, this isn't some weird, cliquey thing that you won't relate to. Actually, it's the best place to be any night of the week. It's the best place mm. to come. It's the best place to find community. It's the best place to find family, to find belonging, um, whatever you believe. Mm. Um, and I just, yeah, so I think actually, I think, you know, it's all one vision. However we yeah. word it, it's just all about how are we creating a space for people to belong. And I think I see it very much as our job. And I talked a lot to the staff team about this, that our role, you know, you've got all these people, kind of if you think about it like a dartboard, You've got all these people around the edge as they come in. And our job is to get them all into the center as quick as possible so that there's mo- more room at this edge for more people to come in. Mm. So that's why getting everyone on teams, getting everyone in hangouts, getting everyone belonging. And then, um, so then we can be there with a the big open door, you know, but we also need to close the back door. And the way we do that is by, is what I guess church is called discipleship. But for us, you know, what we say is we just, people just need to be needed and known. And so that's what we want to do. We want to make sure that everyone has a role here, no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter mm. what you've done, no matter what you believe, there is a job and a role for you here. And we want, people need to be known. They need to be, they want to be, they want to belong. They want to have a family. And um, yeah, so I get that, that's the vision. That's the vision of every team, of every hangout, of anyone. And I think you can word it how you want, but as mm. long as it's overtly centered around that, then I think you're onto a winner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, my next question was, how do, how do people at home, if they're watching and they want to get involved with this vision, how do they do mm. that? But I think you've kind of answered that in the sense we want people on teams. I mean, rumour has it the creative team is the best team to get involved with. Rumour so. has it. It's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, or like hangouts or coming mm. along to Alpha, meeting new people. But yeah, I think, I think we just want to encourage people to get involved, don't we, ultimately? Yeah. And 
and get people along to things and and so that you you build that community and you become part of a family that is working towards this vision together yeah and and also i think because what i love is um there are obvious teams to join you know we've got a card that we handed out and there was like six i think six teams on it or eight or eight teams or something but then on top of that there are other ministries that we just have don't even know about yet that we haven't started yet that are yeah. coming out of the congregation like i lo- like we you know we spoke about some of the befriending ministries that we do as mm. a church um that the justice team are involved in you know starfish caring for ex-offenders embrace mm-hmm. but the, these things have come out of the congregation like embrace just came out of someone from the congregation wanting to um basically start befriending victims yeah. of human trafficking um and she started it she's the one she reached out to um the charity there and just said we could partner with them and it's just all come organically out of that and i mm. think that's once again there's so much more room for that if there's a need that you can see that isn't being met and that you think that we could meet it somehow then why not start it like that's what the church is so like once yeah. again another thing we say to our staff team is that our, our role is to just enable the church to be the church mm. um, to serve our city to serve this nation and so um so yeah sweet mm. i just want to move us on quickly to um giving and on sunday you spoke mm. to us about i mean it was gift sunday and i just i think we want to kick it off basically asking why is it so important to give financially and is yeah. there a certain amount we need to be giving uh, yeah. or yeah what's the deal with that um yeah, it's, it's, I said on Sunday as well, it's always been a difficult thing for me as well because I'm, I think it is difficult for us to talk about because the British people don't really talk about it much, giving mm. or money or, I think it's quite a vulnerable subject. Yeah. Um, we're not great stereotypically at being vulnerable. Um, but also I'm an only child, and so I've never been very good at sharing. <laughs> um, and so it, d- it did take me a long time to really realise it. But I think I think it's not taught enough that, giving is a spiritual discipline like Mm. we talk about prayer and reading the bible but they don't talk about giving alongside that and actually giving is just as important yeah um because it's all about faith and it's all about relying on god and also it's 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 about trusting in him like you know the bible talks about i think i said it talks about grace like 171 times talks about um love and um things like that it talks about love prayer and faith about 500 times but it talks about giving 2300 times like mm. it's it's such an important subject in the bible yeah and even when and and even the verse i spoke from you know with david and solomon and, and they're looking to build a temple for god yeah like god provided the finances but he didn't just like send a, a money cloud or a money tree like like he like he used his people to provide the finances mm. but also his people didn't go without like like he he did provide for them and i think it's i think firstly it's we can rely on god a certain amount um as long as it's not as long as he's not you know it doesn't leave us vulnerable and that's the thing we need to be willing to be vulnerable with our finances you know we look for security in our finances as long as we've got a certain amount in the bank great i can give some away but it's you know, we're taught to give our first away. Mm. And that that is the challenge. It's like, yeah, before that though, before, not don't give your leftovers, give your first. And I think, and the heavenly economy is that there will always be leftovers. 
which is this, you know, we, I spoke about um, a bit about the feeding of the 5,000 5, and there was this little boy. He, he's the only one for some reason out of 5,000 people who had his lunch. <laughs> but he, he, yeah, great mom, <laughs> a feeder as well. He gave him five loaves and two fish for one lunch. But anyway, I think the thing of that was that this boy gave all of his lunch away. Mm. He, didn't, he didn't think, oh, okay, yeah, I can give you four of my loaves, but I'm going to need a loaf of bread myself. He, he just gave it all away. He didn't know that it was going to come back to him. But not only did it come back to him, yeah. but there were, there, were, there were 12 baskets of leftovers. Mm. And that's, that is God's promise. And actually, R.T. Kendall, I didn't speak about this. I think it's, it's R.T. Kendall, um, who's a famous theologian, he just says, look, he would say that giving, he's got a book called Between the Lines, and in it he says that giving is the only time we are encouraged to test God in our giving because he will provide for you. The mm. test is, trust me, you trust me with your finances. If you give sacrificially for me, I will provide for you. That, and he says, you can test me on it. And it's the only example in scripture where we are encouraged to test God mm. um, over the finances because, because he says, I will provide for you. Jaira, I'm, Jaira doesn't mean I'm going to give you money. It doesn't mean I'm going to give you food. No, it literally means that God is your provision, that he in himself is everything you need and that he will, he will make sure you have everything you need. Mm. But the reality is we don't even know what we need. We think we know what we need, which is why we want to keep money in our bank account in case we realize we need something else. But it's, you know, don't get me wrong, I love nice things and I'm not saying, you know, I, <laughs> I think, you know, we should, I'm not saying that we shouldn't buy nice things and nice clothes and have, and you know, I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying we should have a relationship with money that puts God first and that mm. keeps us, relying on him and i don't think many of us do if we're honest yeah have a relationship with money where we're relying on him and you know and in terms of how much once again that's different to people i think um the principle of tithing is a classic one so if you actually want an amount you know we, we are encouraged to give 10 percent. the principle of tithing tithe literally means a tenth um and the challenge of the old testament you know and i or the bible is is to give a tenth is to tithe um and so that's an amount that is recommended really mm. um and i think you know for some people that might be hard but you could start with a fifth and work your way up and i think that's 10 percent of your income that's encouraged but you know we don't really we haven't taught that here because uh, my old vicar says oh, it gives you an opportunity to give more if you want but it's, yeah. it shouldn't be seen as an opportunity oh great i don't have to give that much then because actually I think it will seriously, giving will seriously unlock something in your life that will enable you to rely more on God. But also, like I said before, it also relies, it also teaches us more about who God is because giving, you know, every good and perfect gift, it says in James, every good and perfect gift comes from God. And so if every gift comes from God, we can't give anything anyway. Mm. The only way we can possibly give is if God has given us it to give, in which case it's an invitation from him to join in with him. And it's, it's like, okay, God is inviting you to join in with him in something. Are we, are we going to take it up or not? Mm. And I think he's, his invitation is always one that will enrich our lives. And once again, it's trusting. You can't necessarily see it. You know, David and Solomon, in, in the scripture I spoke about, it was um, 1 Chronicles tw 29 and uh, you know, David was originally asked to build a temple to God and 
then God said, actually, you're, because of some things, you're not you're not going to be doing that anymore. You're not you're not going to see this temple built. Yeah. Solomon's going to build me a temple. Mm. And um, and even though David was never going to see this temple built, he gave everything he had to it. Um, and I think it's trusting that trust is also. Yeah, you may not see the fruit of your giving. You may not see the fruit of your sowing, but you've got to trust that God will use it and he will multiply it. And mm. so once again, I think, you know, around that how much kind of thing, you know, that boy just gave what he had. You know, yeah. if we give what we have, it doesn't have to be a certain amount. Like it, it, you know, it, it should feel like a sacrifice, but there's not like a magic number. People have different income streams, you know, mm. um, and, and, you know, there's so many stories in scripture, like, like the widow's might and stuff of, of an image of this woman who had very little, but she gave the one, the one little thing that she had. And Jesus was like, hey, that, that, is, that is sacrificial giving compared to the rich person who can easily throw a large sum in. Yeah. It, 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 it's not the same. Mm. It's, it's about giving what little you have. And, it's, and that basically means it's just an act of worship, ultimately. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's no, there's no magic number. It's not like, oh, you should give 100 pounds a month no matter what your income stream is. It's, it's, it's not that, but it mm. is, are you giving sacrificially? Um, in a way that firstly makes you rely on God in a way that brings you closer to him but also in a way that um, just means that you can you know trust that he will use it for his glory and mm. he definitely will and that is the principle as well the principle of um, the heavenly economy it's one of multiplication which is also what we spoke about and how you know you give your little this boy gave his little and it was, and it fed 5,000 people. He gave five loaves and two fish and it fed 5,000 people mm. and there was leftovers. And it's just that sense of, we just give our little and God will multiply it and yeah. we'll use it to do what he wants to do with it. Mm. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, and I'd just love us to talk about, um, you know, we've spoken into financial giving, but what are mm. some other ways that people can give yeah. Um, yeah, to citizen? Yeah, so I think, I think also it, it ties into the vision. I think giving, um, yeah, I, th I think it is the call on all of us, giving. Um, I think it's the greatest gift that we have, generosity. In fact, we've just added it to our values. Generosity is yeah. our gift because it's, I mean, it should have been there from the beginning. It's just, it's such a key value. You know, grace in itself is a gift. God so loved yeah. all that he gave. And I think we are called to give. We are called to live lives of sacrifice. Jesus taught us that. You know, mm. if you want to follow me, pick up your cross. <laughs> like, it's, it's yeah. you're sacrificing. Um, but yeah, like, I think you give, I think three ways, I guess, you give your your treasure. So we've spoken about that. Mm. Uh, you give your time mm. um, and you give your talents. And so I think, you know, your time, you know, we, some of us, yeah, you you might not be very time rich, um, but give it giving sacrificially of your time to serve, you know, to be part of these teams. Like yeah. that is that is giving as well. That is, yeah. you know, time is, is such, you know, we're here for a finite amount of time on, on planet Earth. And, and to be able to give that, I mean, that precious time to God, to serve him, to serve in teams, to serve our city, that is, 
that is that is giving sacrificially. Mm. That is that is that is sacrificial giving. Um, but that's not instead of giving financially or giving your treasure. It's as well as. And also, I'd say we're also in, in, encouraged to give our talents. Now, God gives us gifts like um, like, like music or things. And, and I think, once again, serving on teams, serving in a way, you know, great. You know, we could go, I'm always blown away by people. But like when you watch like Elevation Worship and things like that, and you start, oh, you guys are like, you should go on X Factor. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So you should go on X Factor, but they don't. They're like, nah, like, you know, we're committed to, 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 to the church. And I'm not saying that if you're a Christian, that means you shouldn't go on X Factor or like, yeah, like you yeah. should. We need Bieber repping, <laughs> come on, repping the kingdom all over the place. But I j- it's just, I do think, when I think about people like Justin Bieber, it's like, oh, you, you've, you've absolutely like rocked. Like you, you, you're the top of your game. Mm. And so, but what is so powerful is when this now that he's just released like, um, is it Freedom? It's like everyone is paying attention now. Yeah. Like, and that, it's, that, it's like what you spoke about when you spoke about excellence and stuff. And it's like, like people take notice. I mm. think once again, it's the giving of your talents back to God. God, everything I've got is from you. And so now I'm going to like represent you for that. And so it's like watching the ways that like when Bieber's speaking about, you know, God and his relationship with you, like people are noticing. And it's like, it's like such a platform. And I think each and every one of us have been given a platform. Um, whether you've got 100 Instagram followers or whether you've got 100,000 Instagram followers. Mm. And it's about influence. And it's yeah. about using our talents, the talents, the, the influence, which is like the parable of the talents is different amounts, but what did you do with it? Mm. Um, and I think it is that. It's about using our influence with the people around us for God's glory. Um, which once again, you know, the temptation could be to use it for our own or to promote ourselves which is, you know, but if you continue to use it for his glory, your platform will grow. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'd say your, ta- your treasure, your time, and your talent are probably the three things. There's probably more, but there's three I can <laughs> that you can give. I know you'll begin with tea, so <laughs> that's <laughs> probably one. I think it's worth saying as well with talents. I mean, I've met quite a few people who are like, I don't have anything specific. Mm. Like, I don't play the drums, or I don't, I can't take photos or whatever, and I think it's worth saying that if you can make a cup of tea or you Mm. can buy a coffee for somebody and have a conversation then god will use that like we need people to look after people we need pastors we need Mm. you know it's not just about what you train to do it's about what how can god actually use what you have already and if Mm. you can hold a conversation then that's as much of a talent as playing the guitar on a sunday morning um that's the, it's that thing of influence i think everyone has influence mm. whether or not you're on instagram you yeah know, you have influence you have people in your sphere and um that and that is i think it's like what what are you using your influence for mm. whether or not it's a global platform or a family platform you know we've got 10 people like yeah. it's what are you using your influence for um and i think just yeah it's just using it for him and for his glory Mm. And finally, I just kind of want to talk about how do we go about discussing giving, whether that's in our friendship group or within our hangout, um, mm. in a way that doesn't play to the stereotype of, oh, the church just wants our money. But how do we discuss it healthily? Yeah. Well, I, th- I think it's, I think the main thing, I think once again, it's the church isn't a thing. Like we are the church. And I think it's reframing that to be like, no, we, as a church, we're committed to this vision. 
Mm. And so let's let's give sacrificially to this vision. Let's make sure, you know, like I think for me, I don't really think the most encouraging number for me with, with giving isn't how much money we've got coming in. It's how many people are giving like um, month on a monthly basis, mm. like are regularly giving like um, because that just shows that like, I don't know, like you're committed to this. And I think the truth is it it is a heart thing like I yeah like it's that thing that um Tozer says which is that like oh God doesn't want you he doesn't want your wallet he wants he wants your heart your wallet's just in the way mm. and I think so many of us the the last thing we do is we put our money in um but actually the Bible says that um where your treasure is there your heart will be also mm. and so it's it's flipped and so it's saying well no 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 put your treasure in and your heart will follow yeah it, it doesn't say where your heart is your treasure will be yeah it says where your treasure is your heart will be mm. and i think that's that's the challenge is it's like oh what does it look like to lead with my treasure mm. and trusting it's, and it's the same with investing in anything you know like in a relationship you can't just be like live off the fuzzy does fuzzy does is that the fuzzy duddy feelings <laughs> forever like like, yeah. like it, it doesn't like you need to invest and that's what will keep your heart in it. You invest in it. Mm. And let's be honest, in relationships, it is finance. You know, dates, they're spenny. Flowers, <laughs> they, they're spenny. But it, it is, but it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's that level of investment. But I think the mm. same for the church. Like, the truth is, like, we are the church. And, and, and yeah, like, we have a good vibe here. Like, you know, we love being able to offer Papa John's because I think it's a great welcome for people coming for the first time. And also to be able yeah. to meet out there having Papa John's. I've met already met people that like, oh, I've come for the Papa John's. Like, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And you know, but that is an expense and we won't be able to keep doing it if people mm. aren't giving sacrificially towards it. And it's the same for everything we do. Like all these little touches, like we can, we can stop having them and we will have to if people don't give sacrificially to it, but or we could go even bigger and even better and we can do more and we can be even more hospitable and we can be, create more ways for people to belong. Mm. Um, but it just will require us all giving sacrificially to, uh, you know, to this thing that we are all living for. Yeah. Um, and I think it is just trusting that also, the bonus of that is it will also bring you closer to God. Mm. Um, get, I, I, it's not prosperity gospel at all. I don't believe in that. Like the more you give, the more you get isn't a thing. Like, you know, you can't, give a certain amount and then get access to some higher level of faith that's not a thing yeah. grace is free um you know if you're praying for breakthrough in one area or something the more you give isn't going to affect that it's, mm. it's not going to yeah um if you give more money to god he's not going to make sure that you get enough money to get a lamborghini not a thing <laughs> you know none of that's a thing but the the heavenly economy is one that says hey you give sacrificially and i'll look after you mm. That, that's it. God's always promised that he'll look after you. Um, and he's never going to penalize you for giving sacrificially towards building the kingdom mm. um, or to serving the lost and the lonely. Um, he just isn't. But he will bless you for it and he will look after you for it and you will be closer to him for it. Mm. So mm. good. Well, thanks so much for joining us, guys. Mm. I will leave the link below um, if you want to get a ticket for Sundays or join a team, hang out, sign up for Alpha. All that um, will be below. But I hope you have a great week and we'll see you soon.